on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. All right, guys, Chaz Wolf coming back at you. Gathering the Kings podcast. And today, dude, Tyler Simpson on the show today. We just got done with an incredible pod. And, and Tyler, the energy coming from such a youthful seven-figure owner, I'm jacked. I'm inspired on my side. Thanks for coming. It was awesome, wasn't it? Absolutely, dude. It was absolutely freaking amazing. I, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on today. It was fantastic. This guy has an incredible story. He literally breaks it down. Make sure you grab your pen and paper because it's about to go down. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, welcome to the stage, Tyler Simpson. Dude, thank you so much for coming and, and gracing us with your presence today. We are in for a treat. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm glad to be here. Awesome, dude. Well, so you're a seven-figure business owner, but you're a young dude. And so we got all kinds of stuff to talk about today because I know there's other young dudes and, and ladies listening right now. And, and, and your story is unique, just as we all of our stories are. So let's dive in with what does the business look like today? Kind of the current status of things. Just give us a quick overview of what you're involved in, what your hands in, what's the business look like? Today? Absolutely, absolutely. So basically, we are in the grocery, retail, and restaurant industry. We're kind of all in one. It's a big family business that we got going on. We got RV parks going on, beer bars going in, grocery store, gas station. You know, kind of a little conglomerate that we got going on around here. So I love it. I love it. Okay, so <clears throat> tell me a little bit about obviously with with those three or, or four different. Uh, kind of angles, but all kind of in one conglomerate. You're located in the same place. Mm -hmm. Your store is a little unique because you're in a small area, but a little bit of a touristy area. So you're capturing local slash touristy business. Absolutely. Tell us, tell us a little, just give us another like 30 seconds on like restaurant. What kind of food do you have? What's unique about the, the grocery store, gas station combo? Like give us a little bit of the hit. Definitely. So I can for offhand for say that the uh, restaurant itself is absolutely unique i mean we have the upside down buns you won't find that for a few hundred miles around here actually i really what don't know what is an upside down bun tyler <laughs> so you're taking your regular hamburger bun right the old traditional good upside up right side up hamburger bun okay 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 flip it over flip it so, over bottom bun is now on on the bottom but facing the wrong way top bun is usually has the nice dome on it yeah, it's facing the other way. So you actually have like a weird stack going on. Interesting. So actually, and, and, and so yeah. what does that do for me as the consumer, Tyler? Help me understand. What's this doing so, to my taste buds? What that is doing to your taste buds. So we actually have a fancy bun toaster. It's a vertical bun toaster. So that actually allows us to get a nice butter crust on the bun as a Ooh, toast. Yeah. So when you sink your teeth in, that is the absolute first thing that you're sinking your teeth into. So it's giving your taste buds that extra rich experience. I love it. I love it. And I love the butter, butter top. I mean, we could talk about absolutely. business all day or we can talk about butter. I mean, <laughs> both are basically just as glorious. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
That's yeah, awesome, man. So. And this was your idea. Now, now some of some of your history is this is a family business has been around for a long time. But mm-hmm. you're not just the old chap off the block who's like just taking over what daddy did. You've come in and you've really done your own thing, yep. and it's been incredible. The the upside down burger, in fact, is your creation. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's 100% my creation. I mean, I, I started the restaurant about five, six years ago now, and uh, love it. We took took the food program from doing about 10,000 a year to now doing a little bit over 230 a year. You know, in the last five years, and uh, absolutely, my brainchild took the. As the second we introduced the upside down bun, sales went up 40%. So wow. it's pretty hard to argue with the uniqueness of it. So, you know, the uniqueness brings attention and we can get to some of that here in a little bit when you tell us about your journey and story and stuff, but you hear Absolutely. that all across, you know, podcasts and, and TikTok videos and stuff today. If you're, if you're in business and listening to anything business, it's, you got to get attention and you got to get, you know, your people to, 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 to notice what you're doing. And so we're going to flip the buns upside down, create an amazing, tasteful experience. And you're going to want to come try it is what you're saying to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It gets people talking. That's, I love it. I love it. Okay. So a lot to dive in here because you've got a business that, that is, is working inside of a family that you are now in, in proprietary control of, but then also sure. too, you've gotten things that you've done on your own and then new projects coming. And so I want to dive into all that. So let's keep moving here before we go into some of that stuff. What drives you at this moment now. You got all these things going on. You're a seven-figure business owner, the quote unquote, you've made it status. What drives you even at this moment to keep going? Well, that is a fantastic question because you know, you know your goals are only so high, right? At the end of the day, what I've always had this innate personality about me where I just want to keep going. Nothing is ever enough. What's the next best thing that we can do? You know, great. We hit seven figures. Let's go to eight. We hit eight. Great. Let's go to nine. We hit nine. Let's go to 10. You know, just want to keep stacking and keep going. I mean, you, ha- you got to have goals so big that you're scared of not making them happen. So yeah. and that's how I look at it. I love that. And obviously there's a, there's a, all kinds of implementation and technique that goes into to making those things actually happen. But it starts with what you're talking about. So if you're listening right now and you're taking notes, Tyler has already dropped a huge bomb on you right now, which is you've got to be able to think big. You've got to be able to put things in front of you that do make you scared. It can't just be the things that you already know you're going to do. It's got to be something that makes you a little nervous. You wonder, is this even possible? And then what that does then as an entrepreneur, when you're, when you're writing this stuff down, as you guys I'm sure heard me talk about, you, you ha- your brain then gets forced into, well, how do I make this happen? Or better yet, who do I need to work with or collaborate with or who do I need to hire or whatever unto then being able to complete this project. So that's, that's gold. Thank you so much, Tyler. All right. Tell me where entrepreneurship began for you. Obviously it probably ran in the family, but how did your journey start? So my journey actually started, me and my little brother, we started selling watermelon cantaloupe and snow cones outside dad's store there back in go. the day when we were about 10, you know, we little lads. So flipping <laughs> snow cones, but from there it kind of spiraled off into, I went into photography for, for years throughout huh? high school, a little bit of middle school. You know, that's how, that's how I paid my bills was photography. Wow. And then it, from there it blossomed into, did a little bit of construction work, but none of that was my own. And at about 19, that's when I started selling us soft stuff pretzels and turned into a restaurant from there. So, yeah, I remember off the, off air. Cause obviously you and I have gotten to know each other over the last even couple of weeks, pretty good. Yeah. And, and you told me about this story about how you, you, you created this pretzel a whole brand new recipe, basically, mm-hmm. and, and you're 19 years old, like out of high school. Most people are thinking about how do I party? How do I be with my friends? 
and you're creating a new recipe for a pretzel that ends up basically going viral. It was, you know, outside of being on TikTok, but it was huge. Tell me about the pretzel. Yeah. Yeah. So the pretzel, it really got started in. I So I went to college for a brief, very brief stint. And that's actually where I came up with the idea. So and everybody in class was like, yo, dude, that sounds like a phenomenal idea. You should try it. All right. We'll we'll see what happens here. First batch, terrible. Absolutely terrible. No clue what I'm doing, right? Could have quit. You could have quit, but you did. Could have quit. Never baked a day in my life. Kept kept working at it, kept working at it. Finally got a good pretzel pretzel recipe. And from there, we actually laid out the dough, stuffed it, cheese, jalapenos, breakfast. We had pizza, all that good stuff. And then started selling them in the store a little bit. My dad gave me a little bit of a space. And then from there, it blew up. We went to schools. We did some fundraisers. We were in bars. We were all yeah. over the place with that thing. So that's incredible. Awesome. The awesome. the journey here, yeah. as you're listening and taking notes from Tyler, is that he, he didn't quit, right? Like it was just an idea. But his his friends around him actually encouraged him, which is not always necessarily entrepreneur journey. No. Sometimes we get discouraged, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You luckily had some folks around you saying, hey, try this out. This sounds awesome. And so you were able to press in. And I love the persistence there of getting the recipe right. Even at a young age, to have persistence like that is is unique. And so if you're listening right now, persistence is absolutely key. Like we hear that. That sounds cliche. But what that means is that you got to have some stick to you need to, you need to, you need to not just make the decision, but then you need to stick to it, see it through, be persistent until it comes to fruition or until you can get the result that you're looking for. And so that's a, that's an incredible example. Now you've given us an upside down bun, which makes me hungry. <laughs> and uh, now a cheesy pizza breakfast filled pretzel. I'm going to, I'm going to, at the end here, I'm going to ask people how to connect with you, but, but right now for the listener, please tell them where you're located and where your restaurant is, and they can get these amazing things. Just real quick, tell, <laughs> tell us where you're located. So I'm in a tiny town called Nyssa, Oregon. I'm about 50 miles outside of Boise, where our, the restaurant itself is called Rockstore Grill. Come on in. We got a brand new seating area to come check out. So, Yeah, yeah. An incredible place, and you can do some fishing. You can do some hiking, I'm yes, sure, in the area. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful area. All right, let's continue on. So we're going to go into decisions. I love this part of the show because for me personally, decisions, good and bad, are the marker of where I am, right? Like period. Absolutely. Okay. And so do you have a formula or a process around making decisions, Tyler? My basic formula is, you know, is this going to make me happy, right? I I can't really get into something if it's not going to make me happy. I mean, initially everything's, everything new always like this is, this is cool. But in the long run, if, if I'm not happy six months from now doing it, I'm not going to do it, you know, and and that really came about from making those bad decisions like, oh, I'm I'm not happy no more doing doing what I'm doing. So that's when that formula kind of started. So I love that answer. How do you how have you figured out the difference between I don't like doing this anymore, so it's not good for me versus it's just hard and I got to press through. Right. Because because some people are going to hear you and they're going to go, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do the hard work. (laughs) Right. Tyler said just to follow my heart. Right. How do I know the difference, Tyler? (laughs) Right. Right. So the difference really is, is there's a, there's a clear line of when something is actually hard and when you just, when you just physically, it is not good for you to continue on. So for me, it's, you know, you're what you're, you're wanting to sleep every day. You're not wanting to wake up. You're not excited to get out of bed. Even if it is a hard challenge, you still should be like, all right, let's tackle the day to day, you know? 
and that really is the definitive line of this is no longer healthy for me. You know, I'm not eating, I'm not doing well, you know, people around me like, Hey dude, what's going on? So for me, that's, that's the biggest thing. So I'm hearing emotional stability basically from the angle of, am I fulfilling my purpose? Right? Like, am I doing what I should be doing? And if I'm not, what you're saying is there should be some adverse effects. (laughs) Now, yeah, <laughs> some, sometimes we we that persistence word comes through. and We just got to stick to it. Uh-huh. Correct. Like we just talked you know, about. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. And so for the for the listener here taking notes, I want you to hear what he's the, the line that he's drawing is, is that every entrepreneurial journey is hard, period. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yes. I already know from from off from off camera here, some things that Tyler is going through even right now. Like you got some some tough place, tough things on your place right now. And, but that doesn't mean that you don't press in, like you said, and you're not like, let's go, let's go figure it out. Let's, let's, let's charge the hill. So that's the line. And, and if it goes negative past that, then you need to look at, does this fulfill my purpose? Or maybe even a little bit more clear, does it get me what I want? Does it get me what I want? Do I, do I even know what I want? Is it pushing me to my dream? You know, and really at the end of the day, if you have a solid idea of where you want to go in life, those decisions become really easy to make. Yep. That's right. That's right. Clear, clear, clear idea where you're going helps you make good decisions. That's that's what I heard there. Okay, so give right. us an idea of a bad, bad decision that you have made that that would be helpful for the listener to to not repeat. You know, terrible, terrible decisions I've made is making bad investments in stuff that doesn't make me happy. It is not pushing me towards what I'm going to do. So, for example, about four years ago now. I sunk about $10,000 into uh, this real estate thing, this wholesale real estate thing. Gonna get taught by this guru. A couple yeah. months in, I'm like, man, I suck at this. This is not helping me out at all. What am I doing? I'm 10 right. grand in a hole. No clue what I'm going to do. So, uh, right. yeah, that, that's an example of a very bad financial decision and emotional decision that I made right there. So, sure. Right. And so, the 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 end result ended up not being what you thought it was and so i'm sure just because i know you well enough at this point to that you pulled out nuggets from that you know because because no bad decision is actually a failure right like we learn from no, it. we know it's this a, is it's all success it's all right. success so what specifically with that decision because you're not in wholesale anymore or maybe you never even really climbed the ladder on that but <laughs> what did you learn in that process of spending the money Doing the learning, figuring out it wasn't for you. What was the what was the lesson for you? You know, I've always been a huge philosopher, big dreamer. So the big lesson for me was uh, make sure you got your assets in the right place, right? You know, d- don't overstretch yourself with yeah. with what you got going on around you. And so, and that really put me in a financial bind. So, mm-hmm. so I've from here on out, from yeah. then on out, I really was like, okay, where are my financial assets at? What can I put them where? Where are my best strengths? And how can I best spend that money to double it, to triple it? Right. So, so you so you didn't fall back into fear of, oh, I can never spend money again. I made a bad choice. Right. It was, no, let me take a look at this choice. Let me learn from it. But then as I go forward and continue to make financial decisions, because as a seven-figure owner, you're making $10,000 decisions almost every single day. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so you can't be fearful. But to you, you're like, okay, let me let me just put a little structure to my decision making, which you kind of already Correct. gave us a little bit of that formula. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, All right. Let's, let's transition to a good decision. Can you, can you give us just a highlight of like something that was just like, yes. <laughs> well, a good decision straight out of the gate had to be starting those pretzels had to that's be right. coming up with that recipe. I mean, that, that was a banger from day one. So 
awesome. example of a very good decision that I made. Yeah. And so the decision there, what I'm hearing just for the listener to kind of break it down a little bit is I took a risk. I had no idea what I was doing because yes. you said I'd never baked a day in my life. It was just an idea. I had really, I was uncertain about whether I was actually going to fulfill it or not. But once some legs got underneath it, I'm like, maybe this could be something. So I pressed into it. Several yes. good decisions Absolutely. kind of back to back to back, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I took the chance to invest in myself. And yeah. that was the best decision you could ever make. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. I love, I love all of the good and bad decision stuff. Let's, let's switch lines just a little bit and talk this discipline for just yes. a half second. All areas of life, life, business, finance, you know, family, whatever it comes down to. Obviously, you're even working inside of a business with family. And so that, that might even be a little unique part of your story to tell. But how do you Definitely. stay disciplined in all of these things you got going on? Personally, I, I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. I have it, it. It became known to me years ago that I was a big dreamer, and if I didn't write stuff down, stuff got lost. You know, yep. oh, that's a cool idea. There it goes. There it went. <laughs> so I, I invested in paper tablets. I invested in notepads to keep me on track. What do I got to do today? What's going to push me forward? And yep. waking up at five a.m. every day, working out, sweating, eating right, drinking right. So yeah. that definitely helped keep your mind right. That's awesome. I, I, you, you've, you've hinted several times at, at your personality or some, some skill sets that you have naturally. And then also then the opposite side of that, which is a weakness. And, you know, I, I do the same thing inside of my programs as well as my employees. We've talked about this as well, you and I off, off, of, off the record here. But knowing who you are, it sounds like for you has been able, like, first off, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm. Right. You've yes. had to be honest with yourself that I'm a dreamer. Okay. Well, that sounds kind of cool. But what does that really mean for Tyler? What you just told us is a dreamer isn't necessarily known as an executor <laughs> or an implementer, right? Oh. And, and and until that stage where all you can do is just dream and that be your only role, mm-hmm. you're going to have to implement. You're going to have to execute. Yes. So writing stuff down, being up at a specific time so that way you can kind of start working through the checklist of the day. Those things have been super practical, even, even though we know these things. We know, we know get yes. up earlier or hit the gym, like create a to-do list, like write it down. We know these things. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do them? Why didn't you do them before? Well, you know, I was actually very fortunate to start learning these habits. I really didn't realize I had these habits because I I grew up racing professional motocross, you know, so I was always out training and doing stuff. And and it was that goal of, I want to be really good at this. That kind of helps put tracks in place for you. Yeah. So for me, you know, getting up every day, doing all that stuff really just helps hone in my skills. hundred percent. Skill set has to be uh, obtained in order to then master it. You, you can't have any sort of real success without mastery. And so to your point, even with motocross, it's getting out there and practicing, right? Like you just got to do it multiple mm-hmm. times and, and have a discipline, a schedule of some sort behind it, a purpose in your practice, all of that. Yeah, consistency has been absolutely key for me. So making sure I'm staying on my schedules, making sure I'm doing this. Because even if I get off one day, it throws me off. You know, I go, I can sit down all day and think and dream and do whatever I want. Inside (laughs) my head, it's awesome. But out here, I'm like, oh, wait, I got stuff to do. Right, right. The real world calls. And I think there's a good balance there, right? So you know that you have strength of idea, strength of, of creation of new things, strength of pulling nothing out of thin air, really, as a dreamer. That's what you do. But, but to know the other side of that sword well and to know that, okay, like I'm going to need people around me 
and 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 tools around me, which you've already mentioned, to be able to help you get there, which I think is huge. Absolutely, absolutely correct. I'd say most entrepreneurs listening right now are probably in that vision boat of some degree, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got you've got big you hopes, to. big dreams, right? You have to. Otherwise, yeah, why did you, you start the to. business? You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, nobody goes in just be like oh, maybe we can do this. Maybe yeah, this. exactly. You already exactly. know. You already, you already know. know, but but the tools along the way to Tyler's point here are, are what has helped him be successful. And so I would, I would take a second here, I mean, even if you need to pause the show here and, and write down some tools that you're either using that are helpful or that you need to use better or tools that you should be using that, um, that you have access to, or maybe you need to go find new tools. You know, there's all sorts of technologies or, you know, like Tyler even said, good old fashioned pen and paper or a little notebook. Um, mm-hmm. that, that can help you keep things on track. So you making sure you're using those things around you. Absolutely. 100%. All right, Tyler, it's time for the speed round. Okay. In the speed <laughs> round, we're going to go fast, but I want, I want, I want like punchy, really practical, really helpful answers. Okay. So I'm going to ask you okay. a, a series of Fire questions away. and I might ask you to expound, but okay. this is, this is the, this is for the six figure owner who's most likely listening right now, who is trying to get where you are, dude. And, and these okay. questions are going to be super helpful to them. They're taking notes right now. Absolutely. You ready? Yeah, fire away. Okay. First one is, if you could only track one metric in all of your businesses forever and ever and ever going forward, only one, you can only pick one, what metric do you pick? Your hand, you're tying my hands here, man. Employee satisfaction, man. If my Ooh. employees are happy, everyone else is going to be happy. Got it. Okay. And so can you give us anything unique there that you either do special or to, to, to increase the employee satisfaction. Like give us, give us a little, give us a little nugget there. Well, some fun things we like to do around here. A lot of us are action sports type people. So we go go-kart racing. I mean, that's what we do. Some nice. good friendly competition to keep people, keep people happy, keep people in competition with each other. You know, competition is yeah. great. It is great for camaraderie it is great for, you know, talking a little shit to somebody. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it keeps people happy. So. That's awesome. And then, and then that happiness then entails to the customers. Then they are taking care of the customers as if they're their own. Right. No, that's huge. The end, the end customer result, to your point, we've all walked into that restaurant where that employee is just does not want to be there. They hate their job. They hate their right. boss, all that, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm hearing work hard. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Good. All right. So next question. What book does a six-figure owner need to read to help them get to the seven-figure level? It is actually a book that I was just introduced to myself, A $100 Million Offers by Alex Ramosi. That book is a solid book. I've read a lot of books in my day, but yeah. that one definitely hits home for, for a six-figure owner. That's an incredible book. I too have read it and uh, I would highly recommend it as well. A lot of, lot of very practical things in that book that can help you out. Definitely. All right, next question. Do you intentionally network and or mastermind with other high-performing entrepreneurs. Yeah, I do actually. So I actually have a unique situation with the store. I, there are a ton of people, business owners alike, that come in the store all the time. Come in the grocery store. So I get to sit behind the counter. I get to pick their brand. I get to talk to them all the time. Yeah. And you know, outside that, I do go to business conferences to, to nice. see what other people are saying, see what industry leaders are doing in the, in the world. So yeah. yeah. So. A- absolutely. That's awesome. And so my next question was, do you pay for it? And, and you've already given me a couple of different examples of, of being able just to network locally without, without paying. So you don't have yeah. to pay. 
if you have the right intentions, but then also too, you have sought out conferences and other types of things that uh, that you've had to pay for, but you found good value in that. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good strategy of paid and unpaid is is definitely the way to go. That's right. So for the six figure owner, here's what I've found oftentimes is that they hear someone like you say it's worth you know time and money to get around other entrepreneurs to be able to think differently, think bigger. You don't know yes. what you don't know. All that sounds good, right? But but when it comes down to it, it's like man. Like that money could be used for equipment or or mm-hmm. materials mm-hmm. or to pay my people or like it's just like it is ah tough. right. It is. What do tough. you say to them in that? It's tough, but because because I've been there, right? You know, I I can spend this three thousand dollars on this conference, or I can spend this three thousand dollars on a new sandwich prep station. Right. What do I do? I spend it on this because this helps you get a mindset to then pay for this two times over. Right. Yeah, you know, I love that. Bring in that money. I love that depiction. And you've got to be able to basically trust in yourself first, right? Like, because you trust in yourself, you say, hey, if I can get a better mindset, I'll know I'll produce twice as much so that so that I can go buy two machines if I wanted to. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That's awesome. And obviously, a little 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 side secret note here that Tyler's inside (laughs) of my seven figure gathering the king's mastermind. And so we've already had some incredible strategic moments between the two of us, as well as in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you got some awesome stuff here just a couple of days ago when yes. we when we launched. It was pretty cool. Yes, it was fantastic. I ha- happy to be a part of it. That's awesome, man. Okay, so last question. You ready? Fire away, dude. If you lost it all today, all of it, what all, do you do? All of it, huh? Taking it all from me? Taking it all? Well, I would probably personally, I would probably hop back into photography. Okay. I would hop back into that game from there save up some cash I'll probably start an online business go from there write a book about how i struggled from there start helping people start coaching people who are in the same situation that i was in so there you go always always go back to helping people and you'll never lack for money yeah well and, and what here's what i didn't hear him say is roll over right or or cry about it or and not that they say like the, the emotion for a day or two maybe for a day or two right i'm good with that right you gotta have a like oh dang that that, that kicked my teeth in <laughs> That sucks. That yeah. sucks. Exactly. But what, what the, 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 the fortitude or, or the balls to do it again mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing you say is like, the it didn't even, it didn't even come as a hesitation to you. It'd be like, well, I guess I would try it again. In this case, yeah. photography, earn up some you money, go do another business because that's what you're made for as a, as a king. Absolutely. If we're, if we're going to use this gathering the king's language as a king, this is what you're made for. You're made to go create. You're made to go rule. Yeah. And, and that and includes businesses land. and yeah, exactly. So you do it again. It sounds like, uh, huh. absolutely. I do it 100% again. I cannot stand working for somebody else. I mean, that's not to say it's bad to work for somebody else, but that's just not for me. Just not how you're designed. I love it. All right. So Tyler, how can someone connect with you? You already share with us where your restaurant is, but share with, with, with where you're located again, so they can come check out your restaurant, come visit, do a vacation. But how does someone connect with you personally? If they just want to hit you up and, and, and get to know more. Yeah. Well, to hit me up on Instagram, a Simpsonator 927 is where I'm at on Instagram, a Rockstore grill, a Waihee grocery. got a few pages to hit me up on. Nice. Facebook's all the same. So you can find me there. We're again, we're located in Nissa, Oregon, about actually about eight miles outside of Nissa, Oregon on the way up to Lake Waihee. So That's come awesome. out, check us out. There's about 50 miles of reservoir to explore. There you go. Tons of, tons of outdoor exploratory options and you can get yourself an upside down burger that one unique of its kind right there it's on my list bro i'm coming and i want two of them that's all i'm saying better gotta get a double (laughs) awesome sounds good okay 
Tyler, you've been incredible. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've, you've dropped a value here today. The listener, if they were paying attention, has really actionable items to be able to take away from this. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Chaz. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one thousand kings specifically who are grateful but not done we're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business family and communities and here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy so if that relates and and resonates with you and you know that you need people around you sharp qualified other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.